You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. And welcome back to the Oz Network. We're continuing our coverage of Nip Tuck Season 2. Uh, and we're starting to get into the thick of it now with Episode 3, Mania Mabika. First came out on the uh, 6th of July, 2004. Um, so we'll be guiding you through this episode. Looking forward to it. It's a, it's a big one, this one. Um, so uh, we'll introduce ourselves. My name's Nick, and uh, I'm a goddamn genius when it comes to pussy. <laughs> Oh, my damn quote. I've got a backup, though, somewhere here. Just give me a second. Uh, my name is Ben, and my backup quote is somewhere along here, and it goes like, how am I meant to get hard if I'm thinking about the hair of my balls falling out? There we go. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Screw you, Nick Chester. <laughs> We're, we're, a, we're a slick operation here. There's absolutely no yeah. doubt about that. <laughs> I, will, I mean, I will say there was probably at least three quotes in this episode where I'm like, oh, they're gold, they're opening quotes. And then, of course, as soon as you said that, I'm like, oh, where's my backup one? And my backup one was when Sean said about the penis, and I can't even find that quote, so I had to go with that one. So, anyway, I'll take it. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, it's a, it's a big episode, and it's definitely a quotable episode. There's a lot of good lines in this one, um, as you'd expect when we're... Uh, most of the episode is focused around genitalia. Um, you know it's going to be a good episode, really. So, yeah, I mean, we're, we're starting to get into the thick of it now a little bit in this season, which we've totally bigged up. So um, it's good to see it's kind of living up to its reputation, at least in, in my head. Um, and this is where things, you know, really start to, to pick up steam, I think. We're starting to get into some of these big stories. And, you know, obviously a couple of our big characters are going to start coming through here, but... You know, what are your kind of overall kind of impressions coming into this episode? Uh, well, you know I'm excited because we get our first dose of Ava in this episode. So um, I I always hold that one quite high. And, yeah, I, I remember this one quite well um, just because I remember, the, I, I remember them advertising this one like back in the day on Channel 9, like that line when Ava's all like, you know, you're going to get more out of life than you can ever imagine or whatever it is. Like they would just play that to death on the promos. Um, but yeah, this one, cause I kind of like, there's certain things in this episode that I forgot this was the episode that happened. Like I forgot this is the one where we meet, uh, James, you know, the Sutherland, uh, Wilbur's dad and you know, the one where Gina kind of goes to town with all the men basically in that. So like, it was kind of, I thought a lot of these were spread out throughout the season, but it, I mean, it was kind of one of these episodes like, wow, lots of stuff is happening in this episode. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was... I, I like this episode. It's it's. I mean, this season, kind of as you and I keep going on about, there's really not many episodes in this season that I dislike. Um, so, yeah, I I definitely kind of came out of this episode going, oh, okay, great episode, great episode, a lot better than I think I was probably anticipating. And, you know, Ava's in it, so it's always going to be good. Yeah, and I think it just, for me, it sets up a couple of the kind of big key storylines that we're going to see throughout this episode, uh, through the season. And, you know, so it's good to kind of see them starting here. So we kick off straight away with our, our um, title patient for the for this episode, which is Mania Mabika, as we've already said. Um, so, she, I mean, and, you know, like this show's, you know, totally famous for these quite hard-hitting storylines and we're here straight away with, you know, she's from Somalia, she's a, a victim of genital mutilation, which is, you know, you can just see these guys are disgusted that this is still a thing that happens and, you know, she's obviously had her clitoris cut off and um, with a sharp piece of glass, my God, it's just horrifying. And, uh, you know, she wants to see if these doctors can do anything and Christian's quite keen to try this um, this procedure where they take skin off her toe and, and graft it on and... Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty hard-hitting, really, this stuff. And <laughs> it seems to happen a lot on this season is that we kind of go from this kind of really hard-hitting kind of scene straight into these guys, you know, basically having like a pissing match over who's going to actually do the surgery. Yeah, and it's it's interesting that a show like Nip Tuck and sort of with Ryan Murphy behind it, how you can take such a serious and, you know, disgusting issue that still sadly exists in this world and, and turn it into a storyline about basically her getting an orgasm, essentially. So, you know, it's um, it's it's a very dark topic to, to touch on, but they somehow make it so it's kind of not dwelled upon for, you know, everything that it is. I mean, it's, it's obviously, you know, mentioned at the beginning and you hear all the statistics and it's Liz is kind of that voice of reason where she talks about it. But, you know, um, at the end of the day, they're, they're obviously trying to make a... I guess a happy ending out of it, and you kind of get that from her, don't you? When she, spoiler alert, eventually has an orgasm. Um, but uh, yeah, a special note to the actress Asia Tyler. I mean, you know, she's quite famous. Uh, I really don't know if you're familiar with a lot of her work, but I mean, I, I guess she's kind of one of these ones who I think that 
if you don't know her name, you've seen her in so many things. And, I mean, she's just she's been around for a very long time, of course. If you're a Friends fan, you would know her as Charlie, um, you know, Ross's and Joey's girlfriend. And then if you're a fan of 24, which as I think we've established, Nick, you are not. But uh, she was Marianne Taylor in season four. And, I mean, look, she's been in everything. She played Mother Nature in the Santa Claus trilogy. I mean, what better role can you ever get from playing, you know, people talk about playing God. Mother Nature is a pretty big deal. But, yeah, no, she's been around for a long time. And um, she's she's a great actress. She's a comedian as well. She's actually quite funny if you see her sort of, obviously not in this role. But, uh, yeah, just a special note out there to, to her. Definitely one of these ones who has not suffered from the nip-tuck curse in any way. Um, but yeah, like the, the whole, uh, the pissing match, like, I mean, yeah, you stole my line, Nick, but the whole, I'm goddamn genius when it comes to pussy, I will build it, she will come, you know, like, we've already, you know, we've already established <laughs> yeah. that kind of Sean's a guy with microsurgery, but Christian's very protective when it comes to working on a woman's vagina, so, <laughs> uh, and I love Liz just walking in and just being like, you know, can you guys, you know, just listen to what you're talking about and then just flips the coin um so yeah it's uh it's a it's an interesting way to start it like if you if you said to anybody hey remember that episode of nip tuck that dealt with female genital mutilation how funny were the opening bits of that episode like you think whoa um but like they quickly turn it around don't they but I think that that's what the show does really yeah. well is it can take really serious stuff and actually make you relate to it by not getting too... And, I mean, sometimes they do have to get into the seriousness of it, but, you know, they're really good at kind of jumping in and, and making fun of things. And oh, That kind of sounds wrong, but, you know, they kind of make, make light of the situation in a way that you kind of relate with it. So I think they do a good job of that as well. So, yeah, we get into this whole thing. Sean's going to do the surgery and, you know, we're setting up nicely for the rest of the episode. And then we go into... Um, a, a couple of little scenes here. So we've got the, the, the Sean, uh, sorry, the um, Christian and Gina show is, is back on and um, we'll be shitting everywhere. <laughs> that's basically what the scene's about, isn't it? I mean, is there anything else that's important in the scene other than that she wants him to have another baby with her? Um, you know, is that <laughs> basically it's we'll be shitting everywhere. And I, I just, you know, again, we talk this up so much, just Gina and Christian. It's just so good. And um, just the way Christian's so calm about it. And can we just point out, Julia McMahon, I don't actually know if he is a father in real life. I don't think he is. But he he's like he plays dad really well, the way he like just is with Wilbur. And can I just point out some of the funniest one liners too are coming from him speaking baby tongue to Wilbur. Like what's that line he says like looks like mummy's closing down Fort Bushy? Uh, <laughs> 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 when he's like, you know, giving him a bath and it's like it's not as fun as sitting in your own poop, but when you're older you'll get a nice beautiful lady to do this for you. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah, just yeah. the way he kind of handles it, it's so good. But, um, yeah, the uh, I was kind of thinking, like, so she, wherever she was, I can't even remember what she said she was doing, but then she's like, she's gone all the way to Christian's to clean up the poo. Like, surely she would have passed a few different bathrooms along the way. <laughs> I mean, is she driving around with all that shit on her everywhere? I mean, is that just how she rolls, basically? Oh, apparently so. I mean, yeah, I guess we're, we're led to believe that she was obviously in the vicinity and, um, you know, who better to, to clean it up than, than Christian's going to, you know, going to clean up the shit. <laughs> and this, this baby just kind of sits there and looks at people, eh? It's the most amazing baby actor ever. It just kind of is so chill. And and, the, and I think I mentioned that the the actor, which, I mean, I, I will pull up here at one point, um, jo, Josiah Henry, uh, I believe, I thought it was, I thought he was a twin, but maybe according to this he's not. Uh, they stayed, they stayed the same, like that baby grows up, essentially. Um, so, you know, I guess kind of Wilbur does sort of almost turn into an Annie in that, you know, he's there one minute and just whenever it's convenient to the storyline. But let's be honest, you cannot compare any other child actress to Annie because Annie is awesome. But, uh, this is the same baby that you will see basically throughout the rest of Nip Tuck. So it's kind of, it's good that they, they kept that. Um, but yeah, he's, and even when he sort of does grow older and you kind of get those little subtle lines from him, like he's, he's always been a good, he was born to be an actor this kid so um yeah you're right the way he sort of looks around and everything yeah totally and so yeah obviously we're sitting up for later in the the episode where uh, you know gina's quite keen on having another baby and wants it with christian and so yeah we're starting to get a little set up there but uh, i don't want to don't want to waste too much more time before we get into some julia moaning action because i know how much you love it God, this is when you asked me about this episode and i was kind of talking it up then i'm just kind of thinking like yeah but we got way too much julia moaning in this episode holy crap yeah we get julia fake moaning julia real moaning the whole works. It's 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 full on. But yeah, obviously, um, you know, Sean thinks he's done a good job. Heads off to uh, to have a shower or whatever he's doing, and um, Julia's going to finish up on her own. And 
Yeah, that's got to be that's you know a hit for any any man's ego, right? I mean, let's be honest. We're what ten minutes into this episode, and already we're dealing with female genital mutilation, poo, and masturbation and orgasms. So, like, hey, welcome to Nip Tuck. Um, yeah, oh, absolutely. Like, you don't want to walk in when you're kind of like a guy and you're just like, yeah, I'm good. Um, and then there she is. And look, can I just point out, uh, on a counter note to Julie's moaning, we get to see Dylan Walsh's ass again, always a positive. Um, but like, <laughs> Sean like walks in, catches her, and then just basically is like, oh, okay, and goes to walk off. Like, be a man and help her. Like, can I just point that out? Yeah, well, I think it kind of... Like, we- I think it kind of builds into, um, you know, the the whole thing that he's a little bit passive aggressive, you know, and so you, you definitely get that about him. And I, I, I have to say, like, she, he kind of says, oh, I hope at least you're thinking about me. And she's like, no, unless you look like Jude Law. I'm thinking, can you pick any other celebrity whose name is not Jude? That is a really bad idea. <laughs> I was thinking that too. It's kind of like, again, if he's got any kind of you know, uh, self-doubt in himself and kind of her and what happened with Jude. Should he not be like, oh, Jude? Oh, you're thinking of a Jude, are you, Julia? <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, come on. English. English as well. Yeah. It's a, re- it's a really bad idea. Um, but but yeah. anyway. I just, can I just also say, this really dates this episode, and we don't often say that with Nip Tuck, because, like, no offence to Jude Law, I know he's kind of still acting out there and still doing his thing, but, you know, in 2017, to date this episode, when we're recording this, he's not a big deal as he was in 2004. So, <laughs> you know, to really date this, Jude Law, kind of not a big deal anymore. Yeah, I think that's probably a pretty, pretty fair comment. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, so we uh, kind of move on from that into the, the you know the pre-surgery scene between Christian and Sean. And I think we kind of forget what what good scenes these these ones are. Eh? They're always quite fun. With the two of them are kind of you know scrubbing up and getting ready for surgery. And you know there's always um, some pearls of wisdom. It's normally normally you know Sean's got some issue and Christian's helping him out, but it can be the other way around too. But um, you know, get this whole thing about you know do the alphabet, uh, do the alphabet with the phone. I just um, I'm I'm yeah. Just let me just go back a few episodes ago when I said uh, Nip Tuck provided me with education. I'll leave it at that. But uh, <laughs> I honestly would like to know, does Sean and Christian talk until they get into this room? Like, do they arrive at work, like, so far apart from each other? They don't even, like, grab a coffee and, like, hey, how was your night or anything like that? I mean, you know, because it always seems like this is the first part of the day. They always catch up with each other. Um, but, yeah, no, you're right. It's, it, they're always fun, these scenes, kind of them talking, and obviously just the way Christian is so you know, happy over over Wilbur and he's like saying what that he's addicted and all this sort of stuff. Um yeah, it's it's really nice to see that. But again, you know, just flicking it over pretty quickly, he's Christian talking about being a great dad and all of a sudden yeah, he's talking about the alphabet strategy. Um but I, I like Sean's sort of line, just very Sean, you know, how he's like, you know, women they're a mystery, you know, I can reconstruct it and I can do this, but um, you know, I can't do this, I can't do that. So um yeah, it's it's they're always great, these scenes. and um, But, yeah, thank you, uh, Ryan Murphy and Nip Tuck and Julian McMahon for providing me with a very uh, important education in my life. <laughs> yeah, well, we won't delve too much into that, I don't think. We'll, um, <laughs> uh, look, okay, I learned how to make a clitoris out of a toe. That's what I'm implying, okay? There we go. Get right, your mind okay. out of the gutter, everybody. Well, <laughs> that's what I was assuming, but, you know, I didn't want to say so. But, uh, yes, yeah, so we go into this, this pretty... Uh, I mean, we obviously don't see anything that's going on except for the toe being cut off. And is it just me or do they cut a lot of toe off? Yeah, I'm wondering what the hell happens to her toe. <laughs> because, yeah, it's it's kind of not like one of these ones where they've got to, you know, cut a bit of skin from your thigh or something where I'm guessing they can just kind of sew it a little bit tighter. I mean, this is a toe. Is she, like, stumpy now from this point on and like a toe? I mean, it's kind of... That's sort of, in a way, kind of just more intriguing to me how that happens. But, I mean, like... This is, I mean, this the thing that kind of fascinates me about this whole sort of, because, you know, Christian brings this procedure up, doesn't he, like, early on, like, saying, oh, there's this new technique, and Sean's all like, oh, but, you know, it's barely been tried. Um, But, like, was it the first season when uh, we're going back to Sophia Lopez, and he's, you know, staying up late with Julia, you know, reading books on this new procedure for gender reassignment, which, to me, I'm guessing you're kind of having to deal with the same types of plumbing downstairs you know why isn't he up in bed late at night reading about how to create a clitoris from a toe instead of boning his wife complaining that she's not having an orgasm so (laughs) yeah the other thing i hope is that i really hope that you know we know she's a model i hope she's not a foot model (laughs) it's never established is it (laughs) 
No, no, it's not. <laughs> yeah. You ruined my foot. I'm a foot model, you yeah, assholes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, we um, it's it's another one in light, and I think I kind of picked up on it in the last couple of episodes. Is that you know this season really seems to be a lot more about you know we do the talky talk, we go into the the surgery scene, and the surgery scene is all about the music, the surgery, and we don't do anything else until after the surgery is finished, um, which is a little bit different from season one. Mm. Yeah, and I mean. The the music in this one is is just what some sort of like African drum music. It's not even sort of. I mean, if it is a song, I, I don't think it's a popular. I mean, it could be huge in Africa. I mean, this could be like the Somalians' number one song in the history of Somalia. I don't know. I've never been to Somalia, but it's definitely not yeah, one that no, we I mean, know, is it? <laughs> well, and dare I say, this is a little bit insensitive. That song. It just doesn't quite feel like it's the, maybe the best choice. It's. Yeah, but I mean, I guess this is kind of one of those ones where it's like, well, what could... I don't want to kind of go back to my, you know, one or few what, episodes ago. I'm like, they should have really used turning Japanese for this one. Like, um, I, I don't even want to joke about what you could use. Um, Heart of Glass by Blondie, probably very inappropriate. Uh, I really should have shut up. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I really don't know. Stop making jokes about genital mutilation, but it's not funny. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure what they would use, but maybe that's just speaking to the fact that no matter what you did, it was going to come across as, as feeling a little bit wrong. So, yeah, maybe we'll just uh, just leave that and, and move on to the next thing, which is like yep. this whole, you know, um, the whole Christian and Gina thing. It starts off really nice, and he's going to adopt Wilbur, and, you know, and she's really into it until she you know, brings up that she wants a second child, and he says no, and then she kind of just turns into this kind of bipolar crazy person, you know? I, it was a line she says when, like, she's talking about getting sleep, and she's like, I can't be my usual sunny self. Um, just the way she kind of <laughs> yeah, does that. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, this is, I mean, this is just... This is just Gina, and you can just feel for Christian how frustrated he must be. Because, like, you know, go back to that scene when she said, like, we should have another one, and just kind of look on his face. He doesn't really say anything. But, I mean, she's obviously just assumed that that's not a no. Um, and then, obviously, yeah, she just kind of goes extremely off kilter with this sort of one. Um, I, yeah, well, not, I just made an inappropriate joke about something a second ago, so I won't bring anything about women in this but uh, <laughs> just stop treading the water Ben here but uh, I love the line that she says when she says she goes what like I, I found I can find better spunk off the bottom of a shit stained urinal in a strip club yeah. <laughs> wow it's like come to the core that, that seemed a little bit unnecessary yeah um, and I mean uh, just kind of like I, I was questioning like where she got an apartment from because like next bit what we see him in the apartment but I'm guessing he's paying for it because he kind of implies something there about how like I'll oh, make sure you go back to your houseboat because uh, you know she says at one point like yeah. I'll get a job so clearly she doesn't have a job um, but she's living yeah. well, I, I, I mean I wrote that down straight away it's like where did that house come from and then the next the very next sentence he's kind of like you know I'm paying for this yeah um, and you know, that kind of, like, answers that question pretty much straight away because it was really weird. Like, she's suddenly in, like, there's a really nice place. Yeah. And, you know, that hadn't been set up at all. Yeah, and I, I, lo- I love um, I love Angry Christian when he's kind of not, like, you know, throwing people against cars and being like, you trashed my car. Um, you know, he's kind of just, you know, standing up to her and, you know, the way she's all like, you can have him this Friday between 6 and 9 p.m. You know, I have a hot date, sort of. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, she's a bit of a a manipulative person, old Gina. She really is very selfish and just wants what she wants. Uh, you know, I mean, yes, we can argue Christian is very similar, but I think Christian often shows he has more of a heart. Uh, whereas Gina, very rare that we kind of see that she has a heart unless she's really losing something. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And, um, you know, she's not above manipulating him, um, as and when it's appropriate too. Completely agree. Yes. Yeah, so uh, we kind of move past that scene, and we're gonna we're gonna come back to the story in a way that's kind of gonna propel it forwards anyway. But uh, we move on to is it uh, you know Eli- El- Elias, Elias Perry Elias, I believe, and yeah. of course, and of course, is um, obviously he's oh. yeah you know, he's the patient, he's the patient. But there's a bit of a bigger story here. So I mean, let's set it up first that he's got alopecia and he wants to get um you know some um like hair transplant basically eh? i mean um hair plugs or, or whatever it is anyway yeah, alopecia but he's here with his life. You, you, i mean i'm sure you probably would have do you come across that in the dog sort of show world at all is that a thing or um not really that i'm aware of but, I, i'll um, tell you where i learned yeah, from I'm, nick at the very about very much similar time when this episode was out i was an oc fan 
And uh, if you ever watch The O.C., and I think it was season one, and you learn that uh, Marissa's sister, Caitlin's ho- pony, had alopecia, the poor thing. The horse had no hair. So, <laughs> that's, that's where I learned about alopecia from. Again, TV shows providing Ben Waterworth an education growing up um, from uh, yeah. toe-building clitorises and alphabets to uh, alopecia. So, there you go. Well, we are learning things. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, I mean, we kind of go into that, and that's obviously, uh, you know, going to provide us with a little bit of information going forwards. But, yeah, I mean, let's let's have a bit of time oh. to gush over Ava, who's Can this, we? this brand new character that we're getting. And um, I always mispronounce her name. Is it Fa- Famica? F- I, I say Famke Jansen. I, I, I mean, it might be Famica, right. but, I mean, I've always just said Famke. But, uh, look, don't yeah. come to me for pronunciation tips, Nick. This is me. Yeah, no, that's true. I didn't think about that. But, um, <laughs> yeah, obviously obviously she's going to be a massive part of the season. And so, you know, we're getting her in, in episode three. So looking forward to, to talking about her going forwards. Um, yeah, and I mean, she's obviously a, a, a pretty well-established actress. You know, you've seen her in lots of stuff. Obviously, she's um, a big part of the X-Men franchise in those first few. She's obviously a, a, Bond, a Bond villain villainess um as well so we've seen her in a few things and um i mean she's an awesome actress as well and she absolutely nails this part i reckon can, can you just you just undersell that anymore nick bond i mean come on one of the greatest bond villains ever ever nick ever um yeah zenya on top and golden i mean goodness me yeah look i i am so in love with famke jansen just in general <laughs> but she's kind of one of these actresses i swear like everyone will have one of those actors or actresses that you're a fan of who just always happens to appear in everything you love um yeah. you know i've got plenty that i can list but yeah no, she was obviously as you said a bond bond villain uh you know she was in x-men she was in taken uh you know she was in nip tuck i mean it's just kind of what can't she do um and i remember this just seeing her like oh my god it's in your on the top um but i mean she is just i think i've said it so many times in the lead up to this probably my up there with gina i would fight it over with gina as my favorite sort of non-major character in the history of the show uh she's just so good and it's and it's i'm not even just saying that purely because i love the actress it's also because i think yeah like her character is just so layered and unique and it's just really built around probably the greatest twist in this entire show's history and i would argue one of the greatest twists in the history of tv um and just she's just i love that kind of real I mean, I can't even really go into details too much about what type of character she is because it's kind of, if you haven't seen this and you're watching along with this for the very first time, I don't want to give anything away. But um, just how she turns out and everything, she's just so good. And just the way we sort of get introduced to her, it's kind of, you know, it's, it's interesting. You don't really think too much of it in this first episode. You're kind of like, oh, okay, cool, you know, she's a life coach. Again, education, never heard of an, a life coach until I, I saw Nip Tuck. Um, and there's actually apparently a life coach, at least one in Hobart. I've seen a car driving around saying life coach. Um, so it's apparently a real thing. Life coach you, as uh, we hear later on. But um, so good. Love it a bit. You're just going to hear me talking about it so much in this season. And uh, I just want to point out a special note to Famke Jansen. The woman never ages. Um, I mean, she's, I think now, uh, looking at her bio here, she's uh, about to turn 53 this year. She just, yeah, wow. she hasn't aged a day since Goldeneye. So... She looks amazing. She looks incredible. Um, so, Famke, if you're listening, yeah. I'm sure you're not, but um, <laughs> we love you. We, lo- I love you. Like, stuff, Nick. I love you. Okay. I, I, um, I was educated uh, by this episode, so please look me up. It's uh, it's definitely mutual, and I think one of the things we can say about her is that she appears to be somebody who has skipped the nip tuck curse as well. Oh, uh, absolutely. You know, yeah, she's been in all sorts of stuff. So, I mean, she's definitely managed to be one of the few that's come out of this without getting into, and you know, into that kind of cursed territory. So, so that's really cool. I mean, and we're going to talk a lot more about her. But, I mean, let's let's not forget that we get this awesome scene, which kind of sets her up for being a bit of a badass straight away. You know, we, you know, she's working with Julia and and, and walks your favourite character, Erica, <laughs> and um, you know, um, Ava just absolutely puts her in her place. You know, Erica's kind of there you know, talking about credentials and, you know, doesn't believe in this life coach stuff. And you know, basically, like, Ava just absolutely just puts her down. And um, and that's the end of it, really. And, I mean, if you didn't if you didn't like this character before, you probably do after that little, um, you know, interaction between the two. And I just love the way she deals with her and, you know, with the whole, like, there's no pus in gangrene. So, it goes there. She walks out with the knife and puts it in the apple and kind of Erica leaves. And then she just doesn't even hold back to Julia. Your mother's a bitch. Get rid of her. 
And then it's kind of yeah. the way. Julia's trying to explain it. She's kind of like, oh, you know, but you have this problem with dad. And she's just like, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> like, yeah. I want, I want, like, I want a life coach like Ava, not because it's Ava and she's Van K. Jansen and amazing. But um, I just want a life coach who is that blunt and you can just kind of sit there in a room with you and just be like, yeah, Nick's a bitch. Stop doing podcasts with him. Yeah. Get rid of him. <laughs> and, and anyone would say that, let's be honest. Uh, true, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it's a great scene. And obviously, we're going to get back to her. So, um, let's just enjoy the start of this. And um, can't wait to talk about her more as we go through this. But, um, you know, we kind of go into the scene where Christian's doing a follow-up um, with uh, Mananya. Sorry, I keep mispronouncing that one. I'm, I do, I do apologise. Um, but, yeah, so we kind of move into that. And um, this quickly leads into the, the two of them um, quite literally getting it on, uh, Marvin Gaye style. <laughs> <laughs> which is ruined by somebody else getting it on with her moans. Um, I, I love the line when, like, she's obviously reading that letter, you know, the horrible letter from her mum. And I love how Christian kind of is like, I got the same letter from when I was at college. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's kind of, you always kind of got a vibe, something like this is going to happen, right? I mean, you, you can't have an episode around a clitoris that is not going to have something to do with Christian either coming on to the woman or you know, this end up happening. Um, but it's kind of like, again, let's always just reiterate, when I say things like this, I'm not a doctor. I don't know what happens and how long much time has passed in between the surgery and when we're having this scene. But I surely can't imagine that they've attached a toe with the microsurgery that would be involved in making that part of her that she can literally be already to be in bed and be you know have that stuff done with christian i mean kind of even christian sort of says like you know there's no rush like when she's like can i have sex soon like really like she can recover that quickly like that's pretty fascinating yeah she's not messing around that's for sure um and of course who are you going to go to but uh dr troy since you're a true healer <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> That was yeah. yeah I'm not. I'm not going to try and do her accent, but uh, yeah, that, that line just. I sense you're a true healer, Doctor Troy. So yeah, so we um kind of go into this yeah, as we kind of teased a little bit this um Marvin Gaye inspired um montage of of you know the two, the two couples, and obviously we get lots of uh, Julia moaning, which I know you'll be loving. Ugh, no, um, <laughs> I just want to point out like. I think Let's Get It On by Marvin Gaye. I'm sure when it was first released, it was probably like a really sexy song. Like, yeah, let's have sex to this song. But I swear, like, and I would love if anybody's listening to this right now to let us know. Like, not graphic details, but please let me know if you've ever made love. I'm just going to put it politely to Marvin Gaye, Let's Get It On. Because to me now, it's more just like that song that is used in comedies when it comes to this sort of stuff. Like Austin Powers, you know, and things like that. You know, and you hear that, like, it just, I don't know. It doesn't sound sexy. It just makes me laugh about sex when it comes to hearing this song. But, um, yeah, I, like, I will say the editing's good. It's really clever the way they've done it with the candles and the same bed and kind of going back and forth between it. Um, and I love, was it Sean, when he's like, I don't care how long it takes. And he's just, like, going down there. Um, but, yeah, no, it's, it's it's ruined. It is ruined by Julia Moaning, let's be honest. Um it is, yeah, Natalie Portman could be naked on screen having sex with Famke Jansen right now, but Julie's in the background moaning it through and I'm not turned on. <laughs> well, at least you tell, you've told us where you stand. We yeah. uh, we can't deny it. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but I mean, it's... Um, I think you're you're totally right there that it's the, the Austin Powers effect, you know, as once that kind of... <laughs> once we had that movie scene, yeah, the this, this song's kind of lost all its power to kind of be sexy or anything like that. Yeah. So, yeah, we can... We can kind of move on from that, really, and and you know we go into um, the, you know the the Sean and Christian another you know pre pre surgery scene, but this one's uh, not really about advice. These guys are, are having a bit of a an argument now, but I do like the thing like Christian's like, oh, I, you know, I had a follow up. It's like last night. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like it. I mean, this is, I love when Sean's kind of in that grumpy mood, and he always comes up with like great one liners. So like, um, what does what does Christian say? Like. I spent 30 minutes down there doing the goddamn Gettysburg Address and Sean just like, in Somali. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it just kind of hurts him where it hurts. Eh? And then he's kind of, what does he say? Like, um, you know, nobody nobody knows um, like nobody knows what it takes to get them off. Just like they don't know what it's like for us to get a heart on. And so he looks down at, um, you know, Elias's penis. This is the line I was going to say. At least, you know, I'm so glad you're a male. At least I know my way around a penis. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, and so, I mean, I don't know what you think about the surgery scene, but I find it incredibly weird and creepy. Yeah, it's it's interesting, isn't it? Because, like, you see then, like, how much time it would take, because they would have to do every single individual hair follicle. So, like, you see them kind of meticulously putting in there, putting in there, putting in there, and then, you know, cut, frame, fast forward a little bit, and then you've got a whole bush under his arms. I mean, God, how long does that surgery take? Uh, but yeah, it's, it is strange, and, like, this isn't to take away from anybody who seriously has alopecia. I mean, it's kind of... It's one of those things that, like, I guess on paper you would probably think, and, like, well, that really wouldn't be that bad. Like, I don't have to shave. Like, that's a positive, and, you know, it's it's 2017. Hair isn't exactly, you know, it's not the 70s anymore. Let's just say that. Um, but- yeah, exactly. I, mean, I, guess, I guess they graft a whole lot on because, you know, you want it to you want it to take, and if you only have a few hairs, then, you know, it might not take. Yeah. Yep, and I guess yep, also um, they, they tried in other bits of your body so that, like, if it works and they can maybe, I guess the, the ultimate goal would be your head and eye, eyebrows. That's probably where you're yeah, thinking, exactly. like, that's what I want. But, um, yeah. yeah, I just I, I just couldn't imagine how long this surgery would take. And um, just, I mean, the donor hair, like, that's a thing. Like, you can donate hair. Um, I, I, yeah, apparently I don't so. know how that works. But the song, I mean, what do we have more than this by... Um, Oh, Nick, you're going to help to help me here, possibly. Roxy Music, never mind. Um, <laughs> I know you're a big Roxy Music fan there in New Zealand. but uh, well, definitely, definitely, you know, Ryan Murphy's definitely got a bit of an 80s oh. thing. You know, he does like that. So we get we get a lot of 80s music as we go along. Great. So, yeah, so we, we get through that, that surgery scene and then we go into the, the kind of follow-up um, with uh, Miss Mabika. I see I'm not going to even Just say Miss Mabika. It sounds a lot better, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it does, it does, yeah. And so we, we go into that anyway and, um, you know, it's all quite, you know, clinical and sterile and, and, you know, the idea that they're going to try and make something happen in this environment is ridiculous. And so obviously we get this quite quite cool touching scene i guess of you know literally. liz kind of basically yeah yeah literally yeah like liz kind of liberating her to um to find out what works for her um and yeah it's, it's actually quite a cool scene i don't know what you think about it but i think it's it's pretty well handled because you know like i when the scene starts you think oh my god you know liz is going to go and, and get the job done herself <laughs> like no it's not quite where it's going I actually never thought that. Can I just point that out? I weirdly never thought that. I don't know why. Now I'm going to think about that next time I see it. Um, just want to really quickly point out, just before we get to this scene, sort of when they cut from the surgery back to, you know, them between the legs, we get that sort of overhead shot, the same shot of Miami that I swear they've used like 10 times in this show already. That's just that one helicopter <laughs> shot of a few buildings on the water. Just pay, pay attention to that. Like, again, that's kind of our, you know, how much... F- Florida does this feel like we're in but uh, I don't know I've just always noticed that one shot they use um, but yeah it's, it's kind of interesting I mean it is a very you know pardon the pun touching scene but it's it's um it's kind of awkward if you think about it because like she's starting to masturbate when Liz is in the room <laughs> like, like I, I, I'm sorry like if I'm in a hospital and I've had to get my you know my penis fixed and they're basically the diagnosis <laughs> is you need to masturbate I'm not going to start while the doctor's in the room particularly if they look like Liz no offence Liz like Roma Mafia like you know it's not my type um, so it's kind of that's just the bit I'm like I love I love it when um the the what Christian and and Sean are just kind of talking about it and then when uh, Liz walks in she's like she rubbed her magic lantern and set the genie free <laughs> yeah 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 well that's like classic Liz talk isn't it yeah. like that's just the kind of thing you expect Liz to say really yeah yeah so I mean is that the, that's kind of the last we see here in this episode isn't oh, it oh we get the lovely really I love the the little sort of quip between her and Christian. You know, when he's like, oh, I didn't know she was gay. Um, and then what does he say? She say like, oh, you know, you've really got to get inside a woman. And he's like, well, I think I've been in enough to understand. And she's just like, evolve already. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I am. I, I think probably we shouldn't go past without talking about, you know, what I think is a really good line here where, you know, she talks about it. It's, you know, it's like God waking oh, yeah. up inside of her for the first time. And, you know, and obviously we get a little bit of a callback to that at the end of the episode with Sean and Julia. Um, so yeah, it's obviously something that we call back to a little bit, but yeah, I mean, it's, um, I always like to kind of evaluate these, these patients who are there for one episode and what do they bring to the episode and, you know, do they kind of tie into the bigger themes of that episode? And yeah, I think this is quite a, a satisfying little story here. Um, mind the pun again, um, you know, that I, I, I you know, I think that it, it does kind of work in the, the context of this episode. Yeah, and I mean, it's kind of always a case, isn't it, where, you know, Christian's the one who sort of has to get involved with them on a, a sexual level, and then Sean's always the one who has that emotional sort of release at the end of it. You know, he's always the one who's sort of 
feeling that emotional release from every patient, sort of giving him the moral of the story of it and everything along those lines. And, um, yeah, it is, I mean, like, it's, it is a very well-written scene. It's a beautiful line because, like, I guess kind of, Whoever sort of, you know, the, the main writers are behind this, you know, we shouldn't always give um, Ryan Murphy the credit. So if I look here, this episode was written by Lynn Green and Richard Levine. So there we go. We'll give Lynn and Richard some credit for this one. But just like if they're sort of, you know, sitting in a production meeting, working out what they're, where they're going to go with this episode, and they say, okay, we need a scene where she's just had an orgasm for the first time and she has to explain it. And it's kind of like, oh, okay, this is interesting. But then to describe it, it's like God has woken up inside of you. That is... Wow, that is an incredible line to describe it. Um, so yeah, it's 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 interesting to say these words, but you know that scene about describing an orgasm is beautiful. So it's um, but yeah, it's it's a it's a great scene, and again, props to Isha Taylor, uh, Tyler, sorry, she's just she acts it so well, and again, like. I mean, let's let's point this out. I mean, Aisha is American. She's not Somali, so she's she holds that accent very well. You believe she is in terms of just how she sounds like with that accent. Um, and yeah, beautifully acted. Um, same with Dylan Walsh. We never seem to give him credit, but um, yeah, it's a great scene. Yeah, yeah, it really is. Um, you know, and I think they do a really good job of it. And you know, obviously, we get that callback. And I mean, do you kind of feel that? Sean would have kind of said the line he says at the end of the episode if he hadn't oh, no. have had yeah. this interaction. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you. Yeah, I definitely feel it's it all comes down to this because I mean again, it's sort of Sean always gets that education, doesn't he, from the the patient that he can yeah like uses or comes full circle and kind of how he's feeling. I mean, Sean's the, the heart of the 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 see the show, you know, in terms of how you feel with it for the most part. I mean, obviously we've talked about those yeah. sort of reverse roles every now and then, but um. Oh, yeah, sure, yeah. I agree with you. Yeah, well, he, 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 he's the heart and Christian's the penis. That's yeah. pretty much how it works. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, like, we, we kind of we kind of finish up with that that patient and uh, we move into, this is just this crazy scene, you know, where, where Christian comes home and he's just like these half-naked guys leaving Gina's house and basically she's trying to fill up on sperm. It's so weird. <laughs> like, what does that guy say? He's like, oh, do you want to see Daddy park the pink bus in the, gar- in the fur garage yeah, or something I didn't, like that? Like, I couldn't get that last one. I've written, yeah, do you want to see daddy park the fur bus uh the, the park the pink bus sorry uh but yeah I, yeah I didn't write the next bit down yeah i think it was the fur garage which is just like it's just disgusting eh? it's just like <laughs> but, but yeah, it's just like you know he walks in and the guy the guy that's kind of screwing her at the time just doesn't even stop that's keith urban can i just point out that is keith urban that guy on top of her like go back and watch that scene that is that is definitely keith urban <laughs> <laughs> it's like the guy as well. Just like something about she's like a grumpy hot bitch. Oh yeah, when, when like she, that. <laughs> that guy's like she's one cranky hot bitch. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's just like so weird, eh? Yeah. Like the whole scene. And they're all from her sex. And like go back to the first season when I said like is that not where people from that like with sex addiction would just meet people to have sex? Uh this proves my point, people. <laughs> Yeah. Again, no offense yeah. if you are a sex addict and you go to these meetings. I'm sure it's a really hard time. No pun intended. But, like, it's... I mean, this is where it comes in quite handy. Like, I mean, what... what If you're an alcoholic, like, you don't just call up your boozing buddies to be like, oh, I need everybody to get drunk with me because I need to get pregnant. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. But they've all been tested, so... Well, of so, course. Of course I have. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I'm, I'm glad we've got that part sorted out, but uh, yeah, <laughs> it's just so weird. And like, and then, and then he obviously just takes um, takes Wilbur around to to Julia, and we, you know, we kind of get this whole really touching scene. And then, unfortunately, Erica has to join in that scene, which is a bit of a shame. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess this is quite a big scene to try and break down um, into one. So we probably should take it in, in pieces anyway. But um, oh no, sorry, I'm I'm forgetting that there's a scene in the middle. Sorry, forget about that. Yeah, so we obviously get the scene with. Uh, with Christian and Julia and, and, you know, she's feeding Wilbur and he's talking about, you know, potentially they, you know, could have been a, a good couple and we could, we could try it together with, with Wilbur. It's all a bit weird. I'm not quite sure what Christian's really thinking here. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, I don't know. It's kind of, it is strange because I thought we kind of dealt with this, didn't we? Was it in the first episode or something like that when we got the whole bit where she was like, you know, stop punishing me because you can't have me and all of a sudden Julia's back into, oh, Christian mode. Like, I don't know. Um, I love the bit when he, like, Erica walks in. It's not awkward at all with Christian. And the way he says the line, he's like, Hello, Erica, how are you healing? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The way he says it. Um, but, yeah, I was going to say, yeah, it's, 
uh, Eric is on screen. I just zone out. I've literally written here. Oh yay! It's Erica. Uh- <laughs> well, I think it's probably. I think it's one of those things where, um, you know, like, unfortunately, I think they, the whole Julia thing. I think that the writers do struggle a little bit with kind of how to fill out a, a whole season with her. Like, you get good moments with her, obviously, but I sometimes think some of these scenes, and you're right, it's a little bit kind of inconsistent with her. Like, we kind of get moments where she feels like she's regressed a little bit from who she was in the episode before that. Yeah. And it does kind of jump around a little bit and it's almost like they're not entirely sure how to, how to play her. And I think like, we'll, we'll obviously get into it in a scene in a minute, but um, yeah, I'm, I think they kind of just really overplay the fact that, you know, Julia and Erica hate each other. It's like, yeah, we get it. You know, I, I don't think we really need it. It kind of just goes overboard a little bit. And there's, um, yeah, there's definitely a, a scene that I've never been a fan of. It's not till the third season with, with these two, which it is still to this day. Like it's just one of these bits where I'm like, okay, that's just stupid. Um, and we'll get to that. But, um, yeah, and I think I'm jumping ahead here. Cause yeah, there is a scene in the middle that, uh, that you're right. But, um, you know, when I, the fight between her and him, like it's, it's well done. Like the, this fight that we'll get well, I mean, to in let, a second. Let, let's just, Let's just roll into that, and we can get back to the other thing in a minute because I think we're onto something here. So we should kind of keep moving through with it. You know that um, obviously she, you know, Erica's kind of hitting on a point that that she knows about Julia that um, you know that they she's got these feelings for Christian and, and all that kind of thing. Um, one of the things I really noticed in the scene is like the two of them are kind of standing next to each other at one point. And it's like my God, they're you know quite clearly their mother and daughter yeah. here. They're just like so similar. It's crazy. But yeah, I mean, and this this whole thing that Erica's got this really good ability to just kind of get under Julia's skin by you know basically telling her the truth, and she doesn't like to hear it sometimes. Um, but you know. <laughs> Erica's a really hard character to like, and she's written that way. She's written to, to be annoying and for you not to like her. But I do think that this whole thing here is just, there are just too many scenes where you know it's obvious that they don't like each other. Um, do we really need to keep going over and over and over this point? It just kind of, yeah, I don't know. It just feels like it's maybe a, a few steps too far, and we could have got to the, the, the kind of meat of this, which is that you know Erica's basically going to point it out to her that, you know, you've got feelings for Christian and, and, you know, these are unresolved and I know this. And, you know, obviously that's when, when Sean walks in and, you know, she tells Erica to get lost and, and Sean supports her on that. And, um, you know, obviously that then leads into, you know, Sean and, and Julia having sex and she's, you know, imagining that it's Christian. And, you know, that's obviously what brings on an orgasm that she hasn't been able to do for so long. And yeah, I mean, it's, this whole kind of thing I think could have just been shortened. I think we, we kind of get the key points and again, I think if, if you don't like if you don't like Julia moaning, I don't like Julia um, angry shouting. It just doesn't doesn't always work for me. Yeah, she kind of is that where you've talked about sort of that shaky convulsion sort of. She, I mean, with that, I'm I'm hit and miss with her with that. Like sometimes it really works when she's angry, but there are definitely times where it just seems like she's overacting. Um, but the thing, like, why this is, I think, kind of, I, I asked this question in season one. I couldn't remember how they resolved it, but I think maybe this just might be the case of that curly-haired psychologist who we shall not mention anymore. Uh, but like, it just the whole storyline about her going to school has that just been forgotten about? Like, okay, cool. She's saying that she's got plenty of time in her hands to help look after Wilbur. Uh, yeah, you were at school before, Julia. Giving up again, are we? Um, so it's kind of, I'm I'm with a the mum there for a moment, but um. I, it's kind of, yeah, it's, it's, I think this isn't really one of those ones where I'm too fussed on her getting angry, angry, but the, the bit that I love is when Sean walks in and then, you know, she's sort of like what implies, like, oh, do you want to know what we were talking about, Sean? And, you know, Sean handles it well, like, you know, this is just between you and Julia. I don't have to get involved. I'll drive you to the airport. At what point do we not think that her mother on the way to the airport would have been like, oh, by the way, <laughs> Julia's in love with Christian. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That's that was my one point yeah. about that, but yeah, the end, the yeah, whoop de doo. Julie's moaning; she's had an orgasm. Yay, celebration! You know, um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, look, I don't see why that, in a way, is like a massive shock. Like, okay, she's thinking about Christian, but let's rewind about half an hour beforehand. She's masturbating over Jude Law, and let's be honest: if you're in a relationship for how long have they been married for? Twenty, twenty-five years, or whatever that sort of stuff. Like, they don't on, on, constantly fantasize about other people anyway. Like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And, you know, it's quite a cool, the way they kind of cut it, and it's Christian, and then it's Sean, I think that's, it's quite well done, yeah. that really. Um, 
yeah, and I think probably just going back to my point before is that um, when I say that my angry Julia, I think when she's yelling, I don't think it's really good. But I think her kind of controlled anger and some of those latest, you know, the later parts of that exchange between her and Erica are actually quite powerful. So I think she's best when she's just kind of like controlled or kind of quiet. I think that's when she's at her kind of real best, and that's kind of when you kind of feel that emotion the best. And I just, um, just really yeah. quickly, just I forgot, I sort of written a few downs here because we got two Annie mentions in this episode. And um, one of the, just going back to when they were first having sex, and what is like Sean say, like, oh, you know, mornings are the best or whatever, like, sort of stuff, like, oh, when does Eddie go to college? It's like, what do you care? She's never home anyway. You're ignoring her. So it's kind of like, who gives a shit when she goes to college? You kind of feel like she's maybe in like a, um, you know, like some cage somewhere, like, you know, running the, the cup along the cage, like, can I be let out to be fed now, you know? This like, is, this yeah, is, yeah. it's so, the, the, the episode that we do get, I think it's season four, isn't it, when we get that future episode of kind of like what they're all like, and when we get to that episode and kind of the, the actress, I don't even know who it is who plays Annie, like grown-up Annie, and just, it's so, this is where, like, it self-references itself so well, because basically the way they've written Annie in that episode is like, you always ignore me, you forget that I'm here. <laughs> so mm. it's kind of, I just love the way they do that. And just remind, like, it's so true, because again, they're literally talking about, oh, when will our daughter be in college so we can have sex every morning? Like, you're having sex right there because you don't care about your eight-year-old daughter. She's never there. And neither is Matt in this episode. Shall we point out Matt not in this episode? Uh, yeah, that's true. You kind of forget about that, don't you? Hashtag poor Matt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but, yeah, so obviously there's one little scene that we have cut, uh, that we've kind of missed because it, it actually does kind of – I'm surprised that this isn't the one that finishes the episode, actually. Mm, mm. Um, but, you know, it feels like it kind of – is slammed into the middle of, of one big scene and it kind of just cuts up one big scene. So, yeah, I mean, it's, it's interesting that it's not the final one. But, um, yeah, so obviously um, Christian's got, got Wilbur and, and um, Gina comes over with James, who is Wilbur's real father. And we, we actually don't get anything except a reaction from Christian. And I, I really like the way he kind of plays that reaction as well as he kind of like you know, grips Wilbur kind of closer to him. And, and that's all you see. And obviously that's going to be a bit of a you know an ongoing storyline that we're going to get going forwards. And this, this actor, George Stamford-Brown, I, I mean, I've never heard of him before this and sort of looking through what he's been in, not, not a whole lot that I've seen, but he's obviously a very well-established actor. He's been around for a very long time. But uh, I, I, I like him. He's, he's sort of just the way he plays this character who, you know, again, uh, sort of spoiler, not really. I mean, he, he becomes not a recur... Like, he's, he's in it for a while, let's be honest, you know, here and there as part of this storyline. But... Um, just kind of, it's interesting, isn't it? Because, you know, yeah, I think this feels like it should be the end of the episode because, you know, again, if you're thinking about how this could end and sort of you've got to think back to end of first season when, you know, Gina's claiming it was, what, blackout sex. She can't remember, um, but clearly she can because here he is. Um, and then it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because, like, again, you, this is like a much older, older gentleman and you wouldn't expect kind of based on what you've seen Gina, who she was with in that orgy before, <laughs> you know, kind of not to have sort of an older man like this. But, uh, yeah, it's, um, it's setting some good stuff up because, uh, yeah, I like, I like James Sutherland. He's, uh, he's an interesting character and he's, yeah, very well acted too. Yeah. And I think he kind of, we kind of, st- start to like him more and more and i think this is kind of the point where um if you're on gina's side before this you you kind of start to pull away from her now because i think you know she start she's willing to kind of play any games to get to christian and it kind of it starts to feel like wilbur's a bit of collateral to her at this point yeah. so this is where you do start to really take christian's side in this whole wilbur thing and obviously um james is quite instrumental and in, in kind of what happens going forward so we won't say too much because we're going to get into that in the, in the episodes coming forwards but yeah it's kind of a weird thing that this isn't the last thing that we see um but it is to me i think probably the most important little scene to set up what what happens next really um yeah so i think that's probably kind of us covered for this episode so if um we want to kind of go in and, and talk about whether this is a a, a buy a rent or a bin yeah, look, I was thinking about this and, you know, I sort of talked it up at the beginning, but kind of just going over. I mean, it's, it's a good episode. It's an enjoyable episode. It's, there's nothing bad, really, I feel about this episode except for Julia moaning. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's not one that is kind of groundbreaking as well. Uh, so look, in, in the grand scheme of, I guess, not having to be completely biased and love everything, you know, I, I'd probably say this is a rented. I mean, it's, it's, it's still a very good episode, but, um, it's, yeah, I don't feel it's one that is extremely important. Even like with the introduction of someone sort of major as, as Ava, you know, it's kind of, 
I feel we've got obviously a lot better Ava episodes to come than this one, and we kind of only get, you know, a brief glimpse of her character. So, yeah, just going to have to put it in the rent it basket. I'm surprised about that. I just thought, uh, assuming that Ava was in this, it would be just a slam dunk for you. Well, I did that with Gina, I think, didn't I, with her episode. I'm like, definitely it's a bark because Gina's in it. But yeah, I just, it's, I don't know, like, just knowing how Ava turns out, I just, I feel that if if you say to me, oh, you you can't buy every Ava episode, Ben, which, let's be honest, we would. Um, But, I mean, this would probably be one of the ones that are like, okay, we won't buy this one because, you know, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, again, good episode, great acting, great content, uh, but it's yeah to me not you know the greatest of all. Wouldn't it wouldn't make my top ten, top twenty Nip Tuck episodes of all time. Yeah, I think it's probably um, a foundation episode. Really, you know, it kind of just starts a whole lot of stuff, and I think there's lots of really fun parts of this. Um, but overall, it's yeah, it's one that you you kind of it, it's good to watch. But you could probably distill the really important parts down to about ten minutes. I think the rest of it's kind of just stuff that's happening um, in the background and. Like I say, I've said about a couple of scenes in this. I think they're too long. I think we could have got to the point a little bit quicker. So I think for me, it's definitely a renter as well. Um, there's definitely some really good stuff. And um, yeah, I think I think that that, that scene, even as, as fast as it is um, with, with Christian and, and James arriving on the scene is really important. And obviously, I think the whole thing with, um, with Julia and that kind of realisation that we're getting that you know, it's laid out pretty clearly that she still has feelings for Christian. That's obviously going to be a, a pretty massive part of not just this the season, but this whole show really going forward. So, yeah, I definitely think that it's got some important elements, but probably, yeah, it, it wouldn't be in a top 10 or anything like that. So I think it is a renter for me too. Absolutely agree with you, Nicholas. So I think after, you know, we're three episodes in and I talked up this this season and I think I'm one buy and two rents, which is uh, surprising <laughs> me. Yeah, I think, even. I so, think yeah. I'm, uh, what am I, like, a, oh, goodness, I should have this in front of me. Um, yeah, I am I am on, well, this is my first rent it for the season. There you go. Okay. <laughs> I, yeah, I know what, what I'm thought. talking about. Yep. So yeah, no, it's uh, looking looking ahead. We've uh, got an, another return appearance of Mrs. Grubman up next, so that's going to be fun. Oh, you, you just again, you're underselling it, Nick, because next episode's Annie's episode to shine. It's the Annie episode. <laughs> yeah. We get Annie centric. Let's be absolutely honest with this one. How good it's going to be. So if you feel you've not had your Annie fix this season, because all I think we've seen of Annie is removing a mask of Sean and to see her, and um, we've heard her and all that sort of stuff being talked about. But for the first time in one and a little bit season of Nip Tuck, we are finally getting an Annie-centric episode. Get excited. Yeah, and I mean, um, we also got the return appearance of my favourite bit character, which is Suzanne, so, yes. you know, it's looking up. And Kimber, too. Kimber makes an appearance as well, so hello, Kimber. It's exciting times. It is. It is. And all oh, revolved around well, Annie. Yep, and uh, we look forward to, uh, to bringing that one to you very soon, but uh, in the meantime, uh, I've been Nick, and uh, at least I know my way around a penis. <laughs> Now you're stealing my closing line. Screw you. Uh, And my name is Ben. And thank you very much for letting me into your sacred centre. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net. 